Article 4, Scripture's Commands to Husbands, by Pastor Dan Gaiman. Consider this seemingly simple command. Husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. Almost 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit employed the Apostle Peter to challenge every husband who embraced the name of Jesus Christ and walks under his lordship to dwell with his wife according to knowledge. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. From 1 Peter 3, verse 7. The goal in this brief study is to try to broaden our understanding of the knowledge that husbands are challenged to learn as they honor their wife as the weaker vessel. Along the way, perhaps we shall also learn a bit about how wives can dwell with their husbands according to knowledge as well. Since husbands and wives are heirs together of the grace of life, Scripture instructs that they are joined in a union of spirit, communion with God in prayer, fasting, supplications, and their mutual communion with God and one another. In this joining of their souls, intellect, will, and emotions, they should share a common worldview about faith and all things spiritual and basics for building a godly marriage, parenting children, and establishing a family unit for Christ's glory and kingdom. Finally, they must understand what their Creator means when He says in Genesis 2.24 that the husband and wife is a monogamous union between one flesh. The Holy Spirit commanded the husband to, number one, dwell with his wife according to knowledge, which is found in God's Word, the source for absolute truth. Number two, the husband, being the stronger vessel, must be his wife's protector, provider, and defender. Number three, Husband and wives must be joined together in the spirit, soul, and flesh if they are to live and walk together as heirs of the grace of eternal life. Number four, their prayer life, marital contentment, parental fulfillment, and family well-being will rise and fall as the husband and wife are able to share this communion of spirit, soul, mind, intellect, will, and emotion, and join in physical intimacy according to knowledge. Criteria for Marriage for the purpose of this study, these are the criteria established in Scripture for marriage. Number one, marriage, marriage is an unconditional covenant containing marital vows. These vows are sealed with the consummation of the virgin husband and virgin wife in physical union. Number two, God charges the husband as the stronger vessel to be the provider, protector, spiritual leader, and defender of his wife and family. The wife is the keeper of the home, caring for children, guiding the household chores, preparing meals, acting as her husband's helpmeet, and generally being the heart of the home, while the husband serves as the head. Number three, the husband is the spiritual leader of the family. He leads and instructs the wife and children in the Bible and worship. The husband assumes the leadership role in daily prayers and Bible reading, as well as taking his wife and family to public worship. Number four, the husband and wife must be united in their mutual love for and desire to multiply children and then train and discipline them, as well as provide for their instruction and Bible education. Number five, one area of knowledge that is indispensable for the husband going into marriage is the information God provides about our physical bodies and how they relate to each other in the covenant of marriage. If a husband is to dwell with his wife according to knowledge, surely this is part of that knowledge. Also, on this topic, it is both obvious and intuitive that moral purity, faithfulness, kindness, consideration, unselfishness, and special attention should be highly valued in the intimate aspects of marriage.
Number six, God created sex. Everything he created was good, including sex, in Genesis 1, verse 31. Number seven, a sexless marriage is not a marriage. Whatever is broken must be fixed if the marriage is to endure with any satisfaction. Number eight, God alone determines the boundaries for physical intimacy, which include moral purity, no pornography for either party, being faithful to just the one partner for life, and never stepping outside the marriage covenant of the two people. Procreation of children is what God designed, but sex is also necessary for uniting and binding the couple in warmth, mutual affection, and physical satisfaction. It has been said that physical intimacy is marriage glue. Number nine, our holy and sovereign God purposed that we live in the truth and the light of his word. God left no area untouched. Believers confess that Jesus Christ is both their savior and their Lord over everything, including the marital bed. Sexual behavior is addressed in scripture. The subject of physical intimacy and the boundaries that God set around it are areas the couple needs to address with humble hearts, a joyful and generous spirit of learning and agreement to maintain intimacy within the bounds of Christian moral purity. Boundaries of physical intimacy. These boundaries are within the context of generational principles important to understand about physical intimacy. Some biblical precepts to practice are these. Limit physical intimacy to marriage only. No intimacy before marriage and no intimacy outside of the marriage. Physical intimacy is forbidden during the seven days of the menstrual cycle. See Leviticus 15 verse 19, 18 verse 19, and Ezekiel 18 verse 6. Scripture also forbids physical intimacy after childbirth for a time of purification. Scripture requires 40 days abstinence for a male child and 80 days for a female child. See Leviticus 12 verses 1 through 5. Number four, intimacy is forbidden during high holy days. See Pentecost, Exodus 19 verse 15. Number five, no intimacy during times of consensual abstinence. See 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. Number six, neither the husband nor the wife is to deny the other their right to intimacy. See also 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. Let's take a moment to discuss this point. Why would scripture warn against one spouse denying the other? Obviously, there must be undesirable consequences to this foolish behavior. Christian couples need to be cautious about weaponizing or using physical intimacy as a bargaining chip or punishment reward system. That is manipulative and ungodly. Withholding for punishment is ill-advised. Usually, this would occur with the wife, but she needs to be extremely cautious about withholding physical intimacy except for the times set in scripture. Doing so is the epitome of feminism and a selfish, worldly mindset. Wives, shun these things. While it might make you feel powerful for the moment, you might also face the unintended consequence of sending your husband right into sexual impurity, i.e. pornography, or the arms of another woman. Even so, a husband is responsible for his own actions, as is the wife. A caution for men is this. Do not use physical force. And never, never look at pornography. Make a covenant with your eyes, as Job did. Never look upon a woman with lust. Decide young to control your thoughts and what comes before your eyes. Also, treat your wife kindly and respectfully. Do not scream at her or cuss at her. Wives, treat your husbands with respect and kindness. Serve each other. Nourish your friendship. Sometimes we allow our beautiful and beloved children to overtake and overshadow the husband-wife relationship. That is a mistake. 
the marriage should come first. Remember what brought you together in the first place. Then, feed that attraction with kindness, time, sweet acts, and patience. Feed your friendship. Do things together. Number seven. A marriage without the mutual interest and drive of both man and woman in intimacy results in a marriage that is less than what God originally designed. Also, remember that with age can come physical problems that inhibit interest. Search for and resolve physical issues that might impair this area of the marriage. There are answers and help out there. Put time to it. Spend time together in God's word. Pray together daily. These will do more to aid and refresh your marriage than you might ever imagine. Regarding this point, before marriage, a couple should study scripture and arrive at some mutually shared values about intimacy. Christian counseling may address this issue, but the couple can also delve into the topic themselves. Good passages to consider together include Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the Song of Solomon, Proverbs 5, and other scriptures. Number eight, couples that delay having children early in their married life are lacking understanding of the biological process of reproduction and how age impacts the process. Do not long delay childbearing. Children are a blessing and a reward, and God wants his people to be fruitful and multiply. In summary, too many couples enter marriage ill-advisedly, but approached properly, advisedly, wisely, and scripturally, it can also provide a lifetime of rewards. A happy marriage is a blessing indeed. Husbands and wives, dwell with each other according to knowledge.